record. I can see my recording levels go up. Can you see yours? Mine are going up and down. Life is a roller coaster. You just got to ride it. Ronan Keating, 20 whenever that was released. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to episode 32, which we have... Uh, in a previous life established that that is the episode we are on right now. Yeah, we've confirmed that that's what it is. So welcome to episode 32 of I Understood That Reference, our pop culture and movie and game and whatever else crosses our path podcast. Rob, my friend, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, man. I mean, it was sunny one day and now it's raining the next. Oh, life is a real roller coaster, as you said. Um, that song came out in 2000, the square 2000, right on the millennia that song came out. That's why it was confusing um, to me. Keating. Yeah. Ronan Keating, released in 2000 on the album Ronan, which I didn't know. <laughs> Jesus. Did he follow it up with Keating? Was that his, the album after it? The sequel. Because it should the be. Sequel. And then just to really subvert what people were expecting, the third album is called Diane. So he just it's just names. That's what that's he just looks at people and goes, Yes, you this time. I think you might have missed that, but I was going for Diane Keating, but I don't think that was specifically no, obvious. That did not land with me at all. But look, we'll have a poll. Probably afterwards. for nobody, I would say. No, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure people got it. Uh, I just didn't. Uh, it's actually lashing rain now here. I can literally hear it on the window pelting against trying to get at me here. So obviously <laughs> our fortunes have changed slightly in Ireland with the weather, but that's okay. The lockdown is kind of easing. We can go out a little bit. Even if it is raining some of the times, we can still enjoy it. And it's a lot more positive than it used to be. Um, how are things over in London, actually, with you, Rob? Are they, are they easing at all? Oh, no, it's raining. It's raining here also. Um, pretty grim today, I will say, actually. Uh, but, you know, things are... They're start- I think now you, you can you can hang out with a selected bubble, a protective bubble, they're calling it, uh, over here. They're trying to make it as confusing as possible so people i think out of sheer sort of they're so torn between what the actual rules are they just decide to do nothing or everything depending on how you interpret them um i think the idea is that now you're allowed to select like people who are maybe more vulnerable so like if they're in your family and you want to visit them you can that's okay but that doesn't mean everybody can visit anybody and it means you can't select just anybody who you might consider your family so it's all quite confusing (laughs) Uh, so I don't know what rules have actually changed other than they're slowly starting to just open businesses up and things like that again um, that's kind of my pulse checker on the whole situation exciting stuff it is exciting to be getting back to things the normality and just even the idea of meeting friends and meeting people is just really really cool and speaking mm. of exciting news and great oh stuff to God. talk about We have great news for us and this podcast, and we really want to say thank you to the people who helped us with this, because, Rob, as you well know, we were recently voted in the Top 50, the podcast magazine's Hot Top 50 for June. We actually came number 30, and this is because people voted for us, so if you're listening now and you voted for us, thank you so, so much. We really, really appreciate that. Oh, thanks for listening to us. You know, we're just a couple of hot tops, Ross and I. Hot tops. We belonged in that top hot top chart. So thanks for voting. I'm I'm thrilled. Uh, I think you tweeted. Did you tweet the the sort of the, the screen grab of the um the, the listing? Um, but yeah, if not, we'll kind of rebroadcast it so you can see for ourselves. Yeah, but it looks like we're up there with a a great list of uh, companions and some I didn't recognize at all. But you know that's where the fun comes in. 
So the one that got number one is called Sword and Scale. And I've heard a lot of people talk about this. Um, okay. And people said it used to be great. And now apparently it's a bit weird. And I went onto the Twitter page and it is very weird. I will not be going back <laughs> onto their Twitter page ever oh, again. No. <laughs> that is what I will say. But they got number one, so obviously they have lots of fans. So fair play to them. Um, and look, we're in the top 30, <laughs> so that's excellent. So thank you so much for anybody. I mean, first this. try. I we're delighted. Yeah, it's great going. Will we keep it up? Probably not. But look, if we could, that'd be awesome too. But look, just really wanted to say thanks again to everybody for voting for us. Because it's just me and it's just Rob. And we're just trying our best and having chats about crap and shit and drinking and stuff like that. So thank you for supporting <laughs> us having drinks and talking shit. And crap. <laughs> Oh, good times, good times. Uh, Rob, Very good. do you have any news you want to throw for us before we get into our multitude of segments that we have lined up today? Yeah, this is becoming quite a... It's almost like a serial, this show. Just like loads of little... It pits. It's like a sketch show because there's so many little snippets and bits and pieces, except the sketches are not original. We just borrow from <laughs> other <laughs> places. Hey, hey, hey. We think they're original. We, we come up with them technically. That's important. As long as we've convinced ourselves that we've come up with it, that's the main thing. Um... I don't know. I, I figured that we well, I, I, it's nice to kind of warm ourselves into it with a bit of kind of movie news or that kind of realm. Um, I just wanted to talk about, as you know very well, it is it is it is upon us the season of Keanu. It is Keanu season. So you probably know where I'm going with this. But a, a trailer was just released there. Was it yesterday or the day before for Bill and Ted Three? Uh, Face the music. Um, the third in the, the trilogy of Bill and Ted films. Um, this is coming out next year, so 2020, I think. Oh no, wait. What year is it now? Yeah, I was like, wait a second. I know we're trying to forget this year, Rob, but... It, <laughs> I think it's it's either the end of this year or early next year, I think. Um, maybe it's 2021. It's the 21st way, of I, August, 2021 in Ireland. That's the release date. Okay, well, the, what's extraordinary about that is is that the, the previous film in this series was released in 1991. So this is a 30-year gap in those. And I would argue Keanu Reeves has barely aged a day. Are you excited? So I see you said that Keanu Reeves barely aged a day, but how about Winters? He unfortunately um, <laughs> seems to have aged a good few and days. And shrank. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's very, it's very apparent when you see him next to Keanu, isn't it? Like it's really, it's, it's actually astonishing. Like Keanu looks great, and maybe because we were so used to seeing him, and maybe he just has the ability to be more polished. But I was like, wow, look at him, and then whoa, oh wow. And like, look, I'm a haggard man myself. That's not a bad thing on Winters. It's more that Keanu has just managed to stay pristine. Yeah, I, sorry. I think it's more the the Lazarus effect of Keanu is more striking. His near point. mint condition is what it is. Oh, man. He is a key collector's item. Let me tell you that. I'll tell you. I, I, would, I would happily put him in my box anyway um so look, am <laughs> i am i excited for this film is is a weird thing because this is like wayne's world was released around a similar time frame to bill and ted i know the original bill and ted was 1989 but i think somewhat similar time frames so when i grew up you were either bill and ted or you were wayne's world it was like a real like nintendo or sega mega driver nez like xbox playstation it was a real divide about you couldn't almost couldn't be bought you had to pick a side so were you wayne's world or were you bill and ted and i was firmly down the wayne's world side so it's like i don't have a tremendous loving like nostalgic relationship to the bill and ted films that a lot of other people seem to have yeah um i i'm gonna confess here i have not seen them in their entirety uh they kind of pass me by 
I guess that was just before I was even alive and I never returned to them. And for whatever reason, to your point, actually, Wayne's World is a very good observation because that, that is something I did return to on a couple of occasions. But just Bill and Ted, just I completely missed that, that old bandwagon. It was weird. It, but it's interesting because they don't seem to have the same impact as Wayne's World. Like people will reference Wayne's World and they will quote it, but not so much Bill and Ted. I know Bill and Ted did have a cartoon series because I used to watch that. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. And I know all the like... Again, yeah, no, again, this is all... I'm missing all of this for whatever reason. Dumb and Dumber also had a cartoon series, uh, as did The Mask, and they even crossed over, so there you go. I know Mr. Bean had an animated series. Does that get me a point? I mean, it, it was years later, and it's almost in- inconsequential to what we're talking about, but you know what? I'll give <laughs> you a half point for that. God, dude, fuck off with your half <laughs> points. I don't want it anymore. We're doing this again with the half points. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing more insulting than asking for a point and be given a here's a pitiful half point. You're not even worthy of a whole one. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't want it. Is basically what I'm saying. Well, I'm gonna I'm put this. I'm gonna put like a picture of you on Twitter and just give you like half a point beside it every time I tweet from now on. <laughs> Change the profile picture. It's like that bit from. I know we're not saying the same thing, but it's like if you order a half pint from a pub, it's just blasphemy. It's like, what are you doing? If you're gonna, if you're deciding you're gonna have two half pints, just. Just have a pint. It's better value. They charge it more for the half pint. <laughs> much better value, but I am partial to the odd half pints myself, if I'm going to be honest with God, you. God, you are, you are some son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> James <laughs> Ross. Uh, <laughs> but back to Bill and Ted. Like, look, Sorry. It, the trailer looks pretty good. It starts with that or old Orion logo, which is kind of cool to see. And a lot of the same actors yeah. are back. The Grim Reaper guy is back in it and stuff. But again, I just, yeah. I mean, it could be good. could be very good. I hope it's not a case of like Dumb and Dumber where it just kind of taints your memories of the original. Sometimes when you leave it that long, it's very, very hard to get the, the, the momentum back. Look what Star Wars yeah. did. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. I think sometimes a particular aesthetic or a style or particularly when it comes to those kinds of wacky 80s and early 90s comedies, sometimes that comedy doesn't age or you know what was really popular then that doesn't mean it'll work now to your point so like they they knocked out bill and ted one and two in like you know a two-year window which makes sense but then just leaving this 30-year gap and now they think i guess maybe there's like a a big you know mass of fans like uh, clamoring for a sequel for i'm sure people would love to see it but will it really pay off investment wise because i remember like like it's almost like that kind of remember there was a, a period where people were like using Kickstarter and similar to like crowdfund films that apparently fans wanted to get made, but they weren't getting financed. And I mean, that should be an indicator of, well, the studio doesn't think people are going to go see this because either the, the original film didn't make money or we certainly don't think re- spending millions on a new one will make any money either. So like, I know there was a Super Trooper one that got loads of funding. Did that come and go? Like, did that Super Trooper movie get made? I remember Zach Braff famously ins- insisted that he needed to crowdfund his, per- per- like, you know, his passion project because a studio wouldn't we wanted to change the direction of it that got made and it made no money so like i wonder where this bill and ted sequel lands i don't want to be too cynical but i just wonder where it lands in that realm of you know these passion projects slash kind of long-term sequel sort of situation yeah and to your point and here's my counterpoint so we're not too cynical oh because Cobra Kai was, of course, the Karate Kid after however many years, probably about the same time, and that was excellent. That took the formula, completely reinvigorated it, and brought out that nostalgic sense of longing you had for those films, and actually enriches the originals. So this can work, and as I said, Cobra Kai made it work. So I really do want to have faith Mm. 
in this film. I am just afraid that if it does really well and if it's really good, it will encourage them to make a Wayne's World tree. And I'm like, I do not want them to make a Wayne's World tree. I really do not want that to happen. No, no, no. I don't think Mike Myers would go back to it. I honestly don't think he would. Like, because he's probably sick to death of people just, you know, reciting Bohemian Rhapsody to him for six minutes every time he, you know, walks down the street. So I think he wants to, like, <laughs> let that sleeping dog lie rather than just breathe even more life back into it like than he needs um and also it's just again it's just hard to replicate that same energy like he's much older he could pass as that fun loving dude but i like how would that look if he tried to pull that off like i mean okay to your point i will say the reason probably that cobra kai series worked one is because it didn't go for a big budget sequel that followed the existing guys they did flip it and they put the focus on what was originally the the, the antagonist and created this sort of fun serial lawrence it, just this whole role reversal of like the good guy is now the prick and he's like this he's the successful guy and that he ended up ruining the other guy's career it's i i get the logic there but by looking at the bill and ted trailer do you think that they're just sticking to the same sort of theme and style of the original movies or do you reckon this looks different or has a different energy to it this very much looks like the originals and it does seem that they're just trying to recapture that spirit which is which is absolutely fair because you know if you want to do that again you want to get that same energy and same spirit mm. and same. but the problem is again then how do you avoid it being dumb and dumber where all the characters just look a little bit older they're in the same situation they don't feel like they've grown they kind of change your memories change things a little bit how do you prevent that from happening because i love dumb and dumber you know that but dumb and dumber look it's not as bad it's not terrible or not as good but it's not terrible but at the same time i wish it wasn't made and that's i just hope it doesn't happen to bill and ted because i want people who love bill and ted to love this too it does seem to have got lot, lots of positive buzz about it so far it seems really cool with the fans the guys seem really to care about the project so look i'm going to cross my fingers for it and hope for the best oh i want to see well just because of keanu i mean god he has he's just all over the shop at the, at the, in terms of like he's just everywhere You've got Bill and Ted now coming, John Wick 4, The Matrix 4, um, Cyberpunk 2077. I was about to say, the big one, he's got Cyberpunk just sitting in his back pocket. Cyberpunk coming around, that's in the back pocket. SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run. What? Um, (laughs) And uh, Swedish Dicks, he's in that too. Swedish Dicks. Yes. (laughs) So many exciting projects. So many exciting projects in the works. No, no, no. People can research all these in their own time. They know what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. Right then, Rob, just to move on somewhat to a different topic, I'm going to ask you a very quick question, and I want a very quick answer. Have you watched Space Force? No. So this is the new Steve Carell show with, of course, the guy who did the U.S. office, Greg Daniels, I believe. You're a fan. You You love the U.S. office, right? Oh, I think it's fantastic. That is going to work to your detriment if you try to enjoy Space Force. You're going in with like pre-suppositions of what the show will be. You love the US office. Your expectations are set. They will be let down. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't very hopeful after I watched the trailer. And I know you should base everything on the trailer. But there is just a feel and a style that I just didn't buy. First of all, uh, I'm not. Maybe you get used to it by watching it. Not enjoying the accent that um, Steve Carell has opted for in this. Um, he's funniest when he just uses his own voice by a country mile. Whenever he puts in an accent, I think it's silly and even more pantomime than it needs to be, and not 
like the character decision that he thinks it it is. He put he did accents for like the big short as well and a couple other serious roles. And I was like, I am not buying that. Maybe I'm just so used to him being Michael Scott, but I'm not buying him with an accent and also trying to be funny. Um, so I didn't like that in the trailer, and it just I didn't laugh at anything in it. Like I didn't find anything funny. So it didn't have the the sort of deadpan humor that the U.S. Office did. So that's why I haven't watched it. Quite frankly, um, it doesn't appeal to me. But you've obviously gotten through it. I have gotten through it. It's a, it's a very brisk watch, is what I will say. And John Malkovich is fantastic in it, as well ah. as that Ben Schwartz is in it. And my God, that guy! He just lights up the screen. He just makes everything look better by his presence. He's a really kind of charismatic, joyous character. He does only kind of play one role and one type. But you know what? He's like. Uh, Michael from Arrest Development, Jason Bateman, he plays that one role with such a plum that you almost can't hold it against him for using him in the one role constantly because he's he's yeah. like the media, the social media manager guy. Which you look at him and you're already like, I can already see ten seconds they decided perfect. to give him that. But he's so perfect for the role. Like he, it's it's worth mm. watching for his role alone because he's just he's just nice and fun and snappy and cool in it. I mean, I, I'm willing to give it a shot for sure. I just, it, there's something about it in general that, that there's, I don't know, is it the aesthetic or like maybe it looked overproduced? Maybe I like the comedies that just feel like that sort of mockumentary style and they feel cheap and a bit more real. Maybe that this looked too produced for me to be, to buy into it or something. I don't know. But um, to be fair, if, you know, if you've got some good, fun supporting stuff from Johnny Malco and Benny Swartzy, uh, that's my names for them now because um, they're good buddies of mine. Um, I'll definitely give it a shot, I think. There is a great cast, but you know what? For my money, watch Avenue Q or Avenue 5. I always get those two mixed up. Watch Avenue 5 instead because it's a bit quirkier. It is set in space too. It's it's kind of different. It's also short and snappy. Hugh Laurie is amazing in it and it's just a little bit more off-kilter so it's more, it much more speaks to me as the type of comedy I like. But that's my recommendation. So, uh, you probably know this already. The The guy, I feel like the guy behind... Avenue Q is the guy behind the Avenue Five. Of, I did, I did the same. Yeah, Avenue Five. Oh, yeah. Avenue Five. It's Armando. It's the, it's Arm, guy behind. Armando Inanucci. I think it is. I always yes. can't pronounce his name properly. I think it's yeah, Armando Inanucci. He did that and Death of Stalin as well. Sorry, that that name. I was like, once you said, it, I was like, yeah, it's gonna all the rest of them are just gonna sort of fall out of my mouth. But yeah, so he has definitely this really off kilter comedy style, like very kind of not subversive. That's the right word, but just just wacky but in a clever way, I guess. Um, so maybe I will give that a crack, but that's HBO, so I need to track that down somewhere. It's on Now TV. Now TV is actually pretty damn good, although I was watching an episode of 30 Rock there the other day, and a warning came up before I watched it about how some viewers may find this offensive. And I was like, 30 Rock? Wow. 30 Rock is pretty sanguine for the most part. And? And excellent. Was the episode of Fetz. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't think it was. I didn't even know, considering there is some 30 Rock that I'm like, oh, 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 they are going to get in trouble for that. This was not one of those episodes. Uh, okay. Well, you and I were talking about how, just how well written that show is in general. Like, that, that is just at a, a whole other echelon of just quality. Like, every line is an absolute zinger for C- like, Keep 30 Rock in your mind for later, Rob. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Very excited. Um, but yeah, no, I think I don't know, Space Force, eh, I might give Avenue 5 or whatever it is a go though Give Avenue 5 a go, you know what, I just said keep 30 Rock in your mind and I was going to do it later, but I'm going to do it right now Rob, Uh it's time for another edition of Rob 
This is your life. Who am I? There we go. So this is where I ask Rob a quiz <laughs> from around the internet, usually BuzzFeed, and again today it is BuzzFeed, where we just try to get a little bit of insight into Rob's personality, into who he is. We've determined that as a superhero, he would be Captain America, and we have determined as a sitcom, he would be the US office. So today, Woo. today we are going to determine something very, very interesting and random. Great. The more random, the better, quite frankly. Okay, Rob, today we are doing which strong female TV character are you? <laughs> I'm very intrigued to see what these results will display. Let's go. I'm very intrigued as well, actually. So, okay. First question, Rob. Yes. Hello. How would your BFFs describe you? So think of me here. How would I describe you? <laughs> Resilient, okay. ambitious, brave, Genuine, genuine, hardworking, or passionate? Uh, genuine. Choose a vacation spot. Los Angeles, oh. Santorini, Paris, Mall, London, or Bangkok? Santorini. I actually, oh. was actually planning a holiday there before this all kicked off, this bloody pandemic. Quite Jeez, that's quite ironic, actually. So quite a stinger, that question. Okay. Pick a... Yeah, clam it up. You're okay. Uh, pick a <laughs> breakfast food. Pancakes, scrambled eggs, avocado toast, cereal, waffles, or yogurt parfait. Uh, ooh. Um, cereal. I like that choice. And here you go. Choose a TV show created by a woman. Jane the Virgin, created by Janine Snyder-Erman. 30 Rock, created by Tina Fey. Grey's Anatomy, created by Shonda Rhimes. Cray's Ex-Girlfriend, created by Rachel Bloom and Aline Brosh McKenna. Fleabag, created by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Or Gilmore oh. Girls, created by Amy Sherman Palladino. I didn't think anything could top 30 Rock until you threw Fleabag in the mix there, because that show is fucking fantastic. But I'm still going to go with my gut and stick with 30 Rock. Oh, I, I, that's, I was like, is he going to? I thought that would be the no, tricky one. Couldn't. No, I, 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 I was expecting Fleabag to be in there, and it is fantastic, but no, I'm going to stick with 30 Rock. Good man. Okay, now pick a movie directed by a woman. Wonder Woman, Patty Jenkins. When Harry Met Sally, Nora Ephron. Someone Great, Jennifer Caitlin Robson. A Wrinkle in Time, Ava DuVernay. Book Smart, Olivia Wilde. Or The Parent Trap by Nancy Myers. Oh, there's some good ones in there. I'm surprised they put down that Ava DuVernay quite one. Like, she's done Selma, which I would argue is a better oh, def- definitely. reference point. I'm going to go with Patty Jenkins because I think she did Monster as well which Charlie's Theron and that's outrageous. I did not know Harry when Harry Met Sally was directed by a woman. Uh, I hadn't a clue to be honest. Although I did recognise the the, the director. Well there you go. Nora Ef- was it Laura? Did you say Nora Ephron? Did, 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 I sure did. So she's done a few she hasn't done many but she's done a few. She's a Bewitched actually. I'm not sure if you've seen that Bewitched film with Nicole Kidman, Kidman, I think, and, and Will, Will Ferrell. Ferrell. Yeah, I actually haven't, but I used to watch cool. the old TV show with my mom, weirdly enough, years ago. Ah, I wow. Dream of Genie. Oh, no, it was actually probably called Bewitched. I think I Dream of Genie was a very similar show that had the exact same premise. Well, Bewitched, actually weird. That suits Will Ferrell. It's great. I've seen it. It's very good. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to stick with Patty Jenkins on that, on that. Perfect. Cool. Okay, so pick a character to go on an adventure with. Uh, oh. Christina Yang from Grey's Anatomy. Cheryl Blossom from Riverdale. Hermione Granger from Harry Potter, 
Ray from Star Wars, Olivia Pope from Scandal, or Laura Jean from To All the Boys? Oh, I loathe Grey's Anatomy, that's for sure. Um, so never going to pick any of those answers. Unless it's, what show do you hate? What? Uh, <laughs> it's the most successful bad show of all time, I think, personally. Sorry, I'm not hating on Grey's Anatomy, but I just, ugh, whenever it crops up. I mean, you like, are. Yeah. You cl- all, you're literally ugh, just hating on man, it right now. I just don't, I think what I particularly don't like about it, I don't like how much other people like it. I don't see it. I never got it. <laughs> I never got it. It was so wacky. Um, I'm going to go with Hermione on that one. Okay, finally. In a movie about your life, who would you want to play your love interest? Oh, Milo wow. Ventimiglia? I have no idea who that is. Henry Golding, Tessa Thompson, Tom Holland, Kristen Stewart, or I don't need a love interest. Thanks. Let's go with Tessa Thompson. She's pretty cool. Oh, you're going to be happy with this one. Oh, my God. All right, again? <laughs> you got Leslie Nope. No, I did not. That's amazing. Your personality matches Leslie from Parks and Rec. You're creative, passionate, and sincere. Like Leslie, you love to surround yourself with a tight group of friends. You're someone uh, who always makes sure everyone around you feels included and has a good time. Oh, uh, she is great, to be fair. I love her her just boundless energy in the show. And what's doubly great about that result is that then I would ultimately marry uh, Adam Scott's character, Ben. That, which would be like marrying yourself. It would be. Because <laughs> you the dream. Like him. Actually, do you know what I was watching the other day? God, I'm thrilled with that result. God, I'm getting all my favourite shows out of these results. This is... I guess maybe they cater to the (laughs) the lowest common denominator with these results. But anyway, I was watching... I'm not sure if you've seen it, but it's where uh, Adam Scott is on Jimmy Kimmel. And he's telling the story about how he uh, wrote a letter to Mark Hamill when he was younger about inviting him to his birthday party. This is at the height of Star Wars, uh, the original trilogy. And then on that episode of Jimmy Kimmel, obviously... Adam Scott is in his 40s at this point, but Mark Hamill shows up with a lightsaber to surprise him. And the first thing he says is, sorry, I missed your birthday. <laughs> it's it's such an amazing moment for two reasons. One, it proves that Mark Hamill is still an absolute legend and still willing to put up with this insane Star Wars fandom, just regardless of who it is. Like He's so committed to it. I adore him for it. But also, uh, Adam Scott's reaction is so genuine. Like He's shaking with excitement just seeing him. Like, it's amazing. It's such a good moment. Usually, I don't believe those kind of done-for-laughs, like, talk show moments, but you can tell Adam Scott is so genuine in his reaction. It's amazing. Man, he's shaking. He puts his hand to his mouth, and he's completely rattled. And I also, I like the idea of seeing celebrities being just in awe of other celebrities because they're originally fans of them as well. I always think that's kind of nice. It humanizes them a bit, I think. Oh, 100%. And especially because he's just nice. <laughs> anyway. Adam Scott is just great anyway. So I kind of like ending he does. Oh, but so to good. have them both together, mm. even better. Correct. Well, that's good fun. Wow, man. I'm, I mean, I'm knocking out these results. So tell me, what did you get? I To be fair, I, when I found that earlier, I just randomly clicked through lots of stuff. And Leslie Nope also came up. So I was like, ah, oh. whatever. But hopefully it's not broken and there is actually other characters. But... Oh, that would... <laughs> ruin your phone after all the after all the deliberation and it's just the same answer every time see i thought i I had avoided leslie when the breakfast question came up because she loves waffles she does love waffles so i was like oh i do like waffles but i do i'm a person who eats cereal though so i was like i'll go with cereal but But those other answers yeah i can see it going leslie knobs way i mean look it's not that it's it's a five bloody questions it's not like it's able to pinpoint (laughs) that like there's only so many variations that are possible i would argue 
But um, that was good fun. Thank you. So that's Captain that. America, Leslie Nope, and the U.S. Office. That's not a bad, not a bad. What run. a team! I I would actually put I would put Leslie in charge and have him her order. Like Cap would, she's like send Cap on missions, but she'd have she'd be like do it in a polite way, Cap, and he'd be like, it would be my pleasure. And then we've got the whole office army. We've got Dwight Schrute and his uh, cohort of maniacs to just run riot distractions for Cap while he's carrying out his missions. Already, I can see great potential. Think about two characters that would work together: Leslie Knope and Captain America, Chris Evans. They would be amazing together. Both, both two huge believers in the American ideal. And they would live and breathe it. And boy, do they need it right now. So That's, that's fucking true, uh, Jesus. Not to, not to dwell. Anyway, what's the other thing we yeah, got going? Sending our love, America. <laughs> really are. Me and Rob, we're, we're supporting you. We're behind you 100%. So really genuinely mm. mean that. But stay safe out there. Yeah, everybody please. stay safe, please. But look, here we go. We'll move on to our next segment. Because we're just talking about Chris Evans, Captain America. And this oh. segment is called... Hello? I can do this all day. You can save a cow. You can save all of them. One shall stand, one shall fall. I can this all day. Fight! It kind of surprises me every time, but I do love it. It does seem to surprise you every time, to be honest. I actually am like, will I give him some time to get it? And you never say it, so I'm like, okay. <laughs> but basically, this is where we pitch... Just stationary, just... Come- Silence. So this is where we pit, like we pit characters from either video games or TV shows mm. or movies against each other. So far, mm. we've done movies and we've done TV shows. Just as a little bit of an update about TV shows last week, we had some great fights. And I put them up on Twitter to see who would win. So for the first oh. one, we had uh, Frank Reynolds from It's Always Sunny and Juan <laughs> Swanson from Parks and Rec. I, I loved that pairing. That was so... That's... That's a that was the best contest we had last week. I oh, definitely. Now we said that Ron would probably win, but afterwards he'd be left with like PTSD and who would really win in the end. Sixty four percent of people on Twitter said that Ron would win as well. So I guess they okay. same side. Mm-hmm. And the next one then was the uh, the janitor from Scrubs versus Dwight in the U.S. office. Now, Rob, we believe that the janitor would take that one, and the Twitter people thought. 63% of them said Dwight from the US office would take it. What? Mm. Contentious. Very con- very contentious. We broke it up pretty clearly that Dwight wouldn't actually would he would he would he follow through? I that that the janitor's just too he's too wily. You have to doubt you can't outsmart him. He's too crafty. Especially not Dwight. You can't do it. Dwight is gullible. He could believe anything. He believed Jim was Asian. After having known him for years. <laughs> but look, that's that's the people of Twitter's right to disagree with us. And I'm glad that they did oh. and they voted. So thank you for voting, everybody. So this week, we are doing video game suggestions. And again, oh. we put it out. Yes? Oh, no, I'm just, I'm, I was just nervous. Yeah, okay. I thought you were like, I can't hear you anymore, Ross. Which has already nah. happened numerous <laughs> times. So, um, yes, yeah, so we put it out to the people of Twitter. And again, you came back with some absolutely great ones. So, Rob, I'm going to absolutely hit you with just some random randomness that i'm just picking here okay fire away so let's see <laughs> okay there's some funny ones here too i'm gonna go for this one because it's a classic it's a classic that okay. people have debated about for years and that Classics. is scorpion and sub-zero versus ryu and ken okay so we're talking this is basically street fighter versus mortal Kombat. am i right oh that's it that's it um i don't even know where to start with this because my, my big fighter back in the day was tekken so i have less knowledge about these 
four guys. I know the general gist. I, I, I would say you're you're pretty au fait with all this stuff. So why don't you give me some perspective? Right. This is the way I'm going to pitch this. Okay. So this on yes. on off the bat, Ryu and Ken from Street Fighter, they're buddies. They got the same fighting style. They can shoot fireballs out their hands, the Ryukin and stuff, you know, the Hadouken. So they got that going on, right? And they're buds. They know each other's fighting styles. They've got each other's backs. They'll they'll stand for each other. But Scorpion and Sub-Zero are from Mortal Kombat. So they're willing to kill at the drop of a hat. Scorpion is also like a hell demon skeleton thing. So he can pretty much do what he wants. So on, on, on one look at this, I would say, yeah, Scorpion and Sub-Zero will take him easily. But. Uh, oh, the but. The dreaded but. The dreaded but. <laughs> Sounds like me after a few Guinness. Anyway, the dreaded but. <laughs> is that Scorpion and Sub-Zero are <laughs> mortal enemies. Ironic Mortal Kombat. Because Sub-Zero killed Scorpion's family. So they're going to be beating each other and he trying to kill each other and... Scorpion's going to be throwing his like hand blade out with Sub Zero to try and come over here, and Sub Zero's going to try and freeze him. And like Ryan and Ken will probably just sit back and chill for a while at this stage, let them fight each other out first, and then swoop in at the end and and beat whoever wins. So I think if we're going by game logic and the characters, I think Ryu and it kills me, pains me to say this because I was always a Mortal Kombat guy. I think Ryu and Ken will take this one. Okay, that is interesting, and that is a a, a level of detail. That swings that I that, that would have, like I didn't have that so that I didn't have that to affect my answer because to your point I would have just gone with the basics that because more combat is more violent it's all about killing and death and just very violent forms of combat mortal co- kinds yeah um, the mortal kind yeah yeah the mortal kind um that you know that they that they would win the two boys would win against Ryu and and whatever his jaw is I already can't remember three of the four characters names that's 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 the good good man uh, yeah so doing well so far no but i think i would have given honestly i would have given it to um mortal kombat but i didn't know that they were mortal enemies mortal kombat enemies oh my god the layers the layers that's also in from the, the context before and it's the uh, what's your spaghetti policy podcast <laughs> so we had this, yeah we had this last time but i just realized it's from it's always sunny in Philadelphia because Charlie asks about what the spaghetti policy is. I'm so glad that made sense to me afterwards because I was like, "What is what is happening here?" Oh well, that's fair. I mean, that's that's a, that's a, obviously that's that's a good contest. But I guess your point is that guys would hadouk it out amongst themselves rather than team up, and then the, the Street Fighter lads would swoop in and just hadouk them then to death. They wouldn't do it to death. See, that's the problem, though. They wouldn't do it to death. They just wait till they fall over. But the Mortal Kombat guys will get back up again and be like, "No, no, this is to the fatality, to the bitter end." But because oh Ryu and Ken are buds, I mean, I can see them. I don't. Know. I think I don't want to say they'll take it, but I think they'll take it. I think they will. Sub Zero and Scorpions hate each other too much to let to let the other survive. Yeah, they probably end up killing each other. Yeah, job right. done. That job done, job oxo. That's my take. Right, let's move on to the next one. And this one makes me laugh, so I really want to do it. So, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> this is from the movie seller. <laughs> and it's Tetris Blocks versus Dr. Mario Pills. <laughs> oh, wow, these are deep cuts that I am. I obviously understand what Tetris is, but you're going to have to talk me through Dr. Mario Pills and what the 
what what the stats are what what are its abilities what are its attributes how does this work so, so dr mario was a game released on the nes first i believe there was also a game by version it's essentially just a version of tetris but mario was at the side dressed as a doctor and instead of blocks oh. there was pills that came down and do they do multiple shapes like the way Tetris works or are they just always in pill shapes? I believe they're always in the one pill shape, but you have to like link the different colors together to make different vitamins and nutrients. So make of that what you will. <laughs> if that makes it any easier for those pills to go and battle some Tetris blocks. <laughs> has the, this tweeter, has they given us any context as to how they are to fight? How do we do this? Oh, they've How, given what, what's our metric here? They've given us zero information, which is perfect. Great. <laughs> because as soon as I saw this, baby, I was like, listen, t- Tetris okay. is like a 3D virtual VR game now with like blocks coming on all sides. And I'm like, those bad boys are gonna kick the shit out of those Mario pills any day of the week, <laughs> you know? Mario's not even a licensed doctor. Who knows what they are? Those pills could be like sugar for fuck's sake. Who knows what's in that shit? I mean, I would just by purely based on legacy and popularity i would give it to tetris i feel like they're more versatile i feel like if if the job was sort of maneuverability and sequencing and the ability to line up quite neatly it would strike me as texas has more has more potential there how does that win a contest beats me but i think it'd still win that's my input (laughs) rob you can confirm this for me in ireland like starting a fight with somebody is also called throwing shapes and if I was to draw yeah. a shape, I could draw a Tetris shape. So technically, they already have it won from what I can see. I thought throwing shapes was that you're going to go dancing. Uh, is it? Yeah, throwing shapes. Oh, maybe that's why all those times I was fighting people, they were very confused about what was happening. <laughs> maybe. I, I, I could be wrong. I guess if you're throwing shapes, is this for the throwing shapes? Oh, no, hang on. Now that I say it. I but it no, but I, the more you say it, the more I think you're right. I think the more you but, say it, the more you think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually at a loss here. I think you're right. <laughs> oh, I think it could be both. <laughs> I mean, realistically, it's Ireland. It's it's and both lead to the same thing anyway. I would think. Actually, yeah, it's it's at home. It's Ireland. So just depending on context would entirely determine what you mean by that phrase at any given time. So it's actually irrelevant. There is no standard definition. It's whatever you want it to be. I mean, it could mean cutting the lawn for all I care, and it wouldn't into a specific shape. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Tetris. I was actually thinking about this too. So the, the original Tetris game was, and like it has that, the music, the Russian music, you know, dun, 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 dun. So that means that they're probably like hard as nails guys and all that. Whereas the pills from Dr. Mario, because they're a Nintendo thing, have probably had to be like scrubbed very clean. There's not a lot of like, you know, messiness or that to them. So I reckon those like Tetris blocks are going to rough up the, 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 the Dr. Mario pills pretty easily. Yeah. And, and, and the, te- the, te- the Mario pills will just be like, work like a, a boost to the immune system of the Tetris blocks to give them more strength to pummel them. Oh, but so the pills are not boosting themselves. They're, they're, they're actually inv- inadvertently helping the, 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 the Tetris lads. Oh. The Tetris lads. Did you say the Tetris lads? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Tetris boys. Well, see, ever you've said ever now ever since you've said now throwing shapes is fighting. I have this amazing image of just very square, sort of like boulder like lads, and the way they square up to each other is they literally kind of you know walk sort of shoulder to alternating to shoulder. You know that kind of stride that you would see with two lads ready to fight each other. They're like almost like the McGregor walk, but without the wavy arms. Oh, I know, but, I know, I know. You know what I mean? <laughs> How you get to work? Most mornings is what I'm saying. Too often in Dublin, you see that exact specific thing. So, 
they're the Tetris lads. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, here. And, they would, and they'd win in a fight. <laughs> Imagine the new Dublin gang. The Tetris lads. <laughs> nice. Okay, so I, mean, I think we're calling that on in favour of the Tetris boys. Yeah, absolutely. So, next one. And this one is from a podcast about something. So, Rob, oh. I'm going to let you... You probably. I mean, Mysterious. I assume you're going to know these characters. Uh, Hopefully. <laughs> we're not for two so far. Frogger... <laughs> Versus Yoshi. <laughs> oh, I know the two characters, but again, the skill set is... It is escaping me. <laughs> so, a Frogger is just... <laughs> this, this guy has to get from A to B. I mean, he's a frog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does he throw shapes? I mean, how, how does this work? Okay, what is... Okay, talk me through what Yoshi brings to the table. The frog y- is just a frog. Yeah. Yoshi just kind of eats things and then shoots at eggs of that thing. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty much yeah. And he can sometimes glide a little. Mario can ride him, so obviously he can take a oh, bit of weight. Oh, he kind of wiggles his little legs, and he kind of he goes, <laughs> doesn't he? That sounds that sounds accurate to me. <laughs> Isn't it that? Or it's close. That's maybe that's... it's not that. Maybe that's a different noise. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> that's what happens when Yashi and Frogger meet. That's what Jesus happens. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Look, this is this is this is an easy one if you ask me, because all all Frogger can really do. <laughs> is avoid traffic and run <laughs> up and down and, and occasionally depend on the version side to side he, he has no form of attack <laughs> he has no form of defense it's just one tap and he's done it, so you're saying that it would just be yoshi just strolls up and uh uh i just said tongues him but i mean that's what he would do he does the thing with the, t- the tongue move where he eats him i should have just said eat he eats the frog. But here's where I would counter. Here's what I think would happen. I hope you're going to go the same way as I am because you just blew my mind. But go on. The frog has may not have any specific moves himself, but what he does have on his side is traffic. And boy, oh boy, there's a lot of it. If you're, fight, if, if you're fighting on Frogger's turf, you better be ready to throw some shades and some cards. Yeah, his turf is the road. Now, it's not a road made out of turf. It's, it's termocatum. But... I, I I think Yashi would go gung ho and he would just tear up this frog. But the frog knows. The frog knows the rules of the road. He is prepared. He is jinking. He's jinking. He's jiving. Oh, he's all over the shop. He's stopping. He's looking and he's listening. He's, yeah. <laughs> the, the rules of the road. <laughs> yeah. And there's just a point where very suddenly Yashi just thinks he he extends his tongue. To suction the little froggy, but then he gets immediately just minced by an eighteen wheeler that he just didn't <laughs> see coming. Jesus Christ! That's how I think that fight would go. Thoughts? See, when you Concerns? were saying the tongue bit, I was like, "What if Frogger, unbeknownst to all of us, is like a is like a poisonous frog?" Yoshi oh. puts the tongue out, gets absolutely destructively off his face, and just like. Either collapses into a heap or again walks and wanders into the road. Yeah, 18 wheeler minces him again. <laughs> I think it depends where the turf is. Actually, that's true. If he's a poisonous frog, I mean, just one lick and Yashi's dead. Because it's on the skin. They secrete the poison on the skin. On the road. I, I think, on the tarmac. I think you've convinced me. I, I, think, Frogger. I think Frogger's won this hands down. Oh, this has changed my mind, man. See, this is why this is why we have these conversations. Oh, I couldn't agree more. It's important. <laughs> okay, let's see. Okay, the last one, and because there's one here, here we go. 
but I don't know any of these characters. I know who they are, but not anything about them. It's from Grief Burrito. They said Tingle versus the King of Cosmos. Do you know any of them? Tingle? He's from Legend of Zelda. And King of Cosmos, I know him because he's from the Katam- Katar Army thing where you're the ball rolling around. But again, I know nothing about the characters. So <laughs> instead... Uh, okay, there's two really good ones here. But I'm going to go for this one because this one sounds kind of funny. Okay. And this is from Geek Exploration, the podcast. And it's Hello, guys. Kratos versus all of the me's ever created. <laughs> Now, before you answer this, bear in mind, there was more than likely also a Kratos me created. So, Kratos me. So, like, that's that's got to count for something. That's true. But I'm also would argue that me's all have the same skill set. Okay, so that's that, that question was so good for so many reasons. Because I just wasn't expecting the me's to come up. I, I was like, immediately you said Kratos. And I was like, oh, wonder who they're going to pitch against him. Who's an equal heavyweight to Kratos? But <laughs> now I'm just so rattled. I mean, this guy has taken on an entire pantheon of gods. So, I mean, the Mies are going to have to bring the fight to the table pretty quickly. Yeah, like this guy is, I guess the whole point about Kratos, particularly in the earlier games, is that he was like a hack and slash. He, like his shtick was, his specialty was milling and killing through mind, like just endless like rounds of mindless enemies. And I, I mean, me is basically shorthand for mindless enemy, I would already argue at this point. I want, the question is though, how many are there? Meanless enemy. Me- <laughs> That's what I was trying to do, but I shat the bed in it and I didn't say it properly. Um, I wonder how many there are. I mean, I'd argue there's a lot of me's out there. <laughs> a lot of games use this. I'm trying. I'm honestly right now. I'm trying to do some research to see if I can get a rough figure on how many possible me's there are. Apparently, okay, we got a bit of an answer here, and this is from 2011, so I would argue with even more than this. We launched five years ago, unleashing an army of cheeky characters called me characters. Um, according to Nintendo. And this is just on the Wii, nearly 214 million me characters. So how long does Kratos keep hacking away at those bastards before he eventually just <laughs> gives into defeat? <laughs> it's the exhaustion that eventually got to get to him somehow, right? But he's a god. Does he give in to exhaustion? Does he just, does he just keep going? I mean, the only thing I would say is, can they smother him if they all attack at That's once? That's what do I was thinking. Just, do they just drown him? It wouldn't be a mudslide, but more of a me slide. They kind of just, they just, like... On, on command they kind of lure him into maybe like up towards a cliff edge and they just kind of game of thrones it where they just launch on the masses sacrifice themselves to land on top of them and yeah he 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 poons a few of them away but like you're talking about hundreds and thousands just dropping at a time like he wouldn't be able to get a swing in before he's been knocked back and just smothered i, I would give it to the Mies, i think on that one it would be a symphony of death for sure <laughs> Like, I mean, there's... Oh, he would go out in a blaze of glory. Like, guaranteed. Be a lot of fire and slicing. And a lot of... <laughs> a lot of chopped up me's. But I, I still would give it to the... 240 million, like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just by just by virtue of numbers, I think the me's... No offense, Kratos. I mean, look, you're you're a badass. You could take pretty much anybody. Oh, yeah. but great look, lad. I think these me's... I think just that many me's have got it covered, like... Plus, they're small enough that he'd be like... He'd find him tricky, you know? They'd be, they'd, be, they'd be going through his beard and stuff, you know? <laughs> he wouldn't like it. That's, that's my logic. Going through his beard? I thought you meant, like, he'd swing and they'd just be below the blade all the time. <laughs> he was, like, he's so finely tuned as a warrior, he's expecting people to be normal height. So every time he swings, nah, in he the beard. misses them. Just, they're just in there, collecting. Oh, yeah, no, I give it to the knees, guaranteed. 
I, I'm Garen Mead. Oh God, I'm loving these. <laughs> so yeah, I'm also. Gonna That's do, a good one. That is a good. That's one. a clever one. It made me just laugh when I saw it. I was like, what? <laughs> Um, thanks guys for all the uh, suggestions there's still there's still a good few more but again I'm going to call time enough for the moment and we will go through the rest mm. next time because I partic- need to brush up on my game characters as it turns out there's a particularly good one that I'm keeping for next time so so as I said we'll go through it next time but um, okay. I think we have one last really quick segment to do before we finish up then Rob yes we do it's our other famous little motif little segment it's hey Ross hey Ross look at these and this is not particularly complex. It's basically where I send Ross a random clip of something, typically pop culture related, and we just sort of get his natural reaction to it. He might have seen it before. He might not have. Maybe there's a theme. Most likely there isn't. Um, but anyway, Ross, what did I send you this week? This week you sent me a short 25-second clip from Father Ted about <laughs> the Ice Age. Uh, we talked about Father Ted last week. It's a, an Irish show by a guy called Graham Linehan. And it's just about three priests living on an island. It's a sitcom. It's amazing. Extraordinary. And this scene was just <laughs> Father Ted asking Dougal, what, what's this? It's the, it's the 19th of July, I believe that's the date. I, what, what's, yeah. what's significant about that date? And Dougal says, oh, it's when the Ice Age ended. <laughs> and, and Father Ted's like, oh, geez, it's obviously not that. What is it? And Dougal's like, oh, I'll check the diary. Uh, Marathon became Snickers, July 19th. Uh, the Ice Age ended. <laughs> It's so simple, so clever, so random. It's everything Father Ted is in a perfect little 25-second clip. Exactly. So I sent you that clip for a number of reasons. I had a very weird one in my backpack. I was like, ah, that's not something I wanted, we should delve into today. But I figured since we were start, we you we mentioned it last week, and you talked about the, the the virtues and the brilliance of Father Ted. But also, we started talking about uh, Bill and Ted, and I thought we would bookend the show with another Ted that we're a fan of. Um, the reason I just brought this up is because and maybe it kind of lends itself to us talking about the other comedy shows particularly like Space Force and the like <sighs> that 25 seconds is there's such witty it's silly but it's really clever comedy because there's so much to enjoy the more you unpack it this is why I love that like that that joke is so famous at home in Ireland because obviously it's, it's obviously based on three Irish priests that they're like we have international ice age ending day we celebrate it as a joke like a, a ted fest you can go to ted fest and they celebrate it on that day and it's also just ted really clever fest. <laughs> that's a real thing that's a, honestly <laughs> it happens every year there's just something about how simple it is but the payoff is great because obviously when when Dougal says it that you might think that's the joke or would that be the day the ice age ended that's silly anyway move on the payoff is that it actually was but like also just when you think about it like oh, because like fucking hell the ice age ended exactly on a specific date i just love that snapshot and also i kind of i realized uh, when we talked about last we mentioned i just really want to reintroduce people who maybe haven't properly watched it or who have considered watching it but maybe need more of an impetus or haven't heard of it at all to watch father ted because that show is if you you'll we'll have ross put up the video on twitter but that's a snapshot of the quality and caliber of the jokes throughout every single episode of that tv show it's extraordinary it's it's the fact that it's it's just the it's the simple it's just pure random and then the situation is three local Irish priests and they're talking about the Ice Age and it's just it, it's it's such a simple thing it doesn't it's so self-contained it's just it's yeah. perfect it's ex- excellent I just love that show for jokes like that there's so many kind of short quick gags in it that are like you forget about and you watch it again even the ants one Father Dougal picks up a binoculars one stage looks through them and like he says the ants are back to it and it like in it shows you the view he sees and it's just hundreds and thousands of ants 
it's just <laughs> it's it's just so random and so funny uh and actually it's kind of it follows a i think a metric it was one of, i was thinking about, i was thinking about father 10 it reminds me of how very successful tv shows some that you and i are very big fans of they often like they structure an episode specifically around a particular movie genre or a particular movie specifically so like they have a speed one based on like you know the famous Keanu reeves speed to bring it back to Keanu reeves um a zombie or like one? Mission, Imp- Mission Impossible or zombie ones. Like they do riff on that, but that's also actually very similar to Rick and Morty. Every single Rick and Morty episode that's is inspired very true, for actually, the most yeah. part by uh, famous. Uh, like obviously they follow Dan Harmon's uh, story circle, but the 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 key hit points in the language. Like it's funny you think, why wow, these guys are really creative? They're actually being very clever in how they borrow just from stuff that's already out there. And I'm even more aware of this at the moment because in the house right now during this lockdown, where we've started watching uh, Community, which was the precursor you could only say it to dan Harmon's where he fine-tuned his humor and his meta abilities you could say and every single episode particularly once you get to the second season that show is moving community is fantastic every episode is a riff on like like the, the one with the, the fried chicken is just the godfather it's like beat for beat um then there's like there's ones where they're just very self-aware but it's that kind of caliber of shows is now my it's just always my benchmark have you watched all of community before Never watched it throughout, no. Well, wait till you get to the G.I. Joe episode. I won't say any more. I'll just say, wait till you get to the G.I. Joe episode and then come back oh, on this well. podcast and talk about it. Oh, well, I'm enjoying it tremendously and I can't wait. As I get a better understanding for the characters, I can't wait to see some community characters, hint, hint, listeners, to be suggested in some of these movie fights because I think some of these guys could put up a feral fight. Specifically, Mr. Chang. I want to. He would tear anybody's head off. <laughs> He's actually great in that shot. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. But anyway, yeah, no, I just wanted to... Just put a, put a little bit of Irish love, a little bit of love for an Irish show in there, because I think it's fantastic. It is indeed. And look, talking about love for an Irish show, we're an Irish podcast, and we've just Hello. reached the end. So Hello. thanks for listening. Well, look look at us in our Irish accents that a lot of people comment on, so I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. And we made a top 50, so happy days. Go us. And that's official. You can't, nobody can contest that. And even if they say, you know, the chart has changed, I'm going to be like, I don't care about the latter or previous charts. It's the it's the chart that we're on that I'm talking it's about. It's the June <laughs> one that matters. No other one. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I I need the table. So there might be a clang on the recording. Well, towards well the I end need there. you. Oh, sorry. You mean you use your knee. Um, Rob, where can people find us if they're looking for us on like other podcast platforms and the like? Yeah. So if you're looking for other podcasts, stop and look for ours and look for them on <laughs> SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, um, which is my personal favorite because I think it's great. Spotify just is easy. Um, then you can, we're also on um, uh, podchaser.com where, and um, got some lovely reviews on there. So thanks to the folks that continue to review us on that. Uh, Podtail, uh, I think Google Podcasts and literally just a, a complete smattering of others. So, you know, any good podcast sort of players or, you know, libraries were in there somehow whether we wanted to be or not um and we also have a website where you can get uh, a bit more detail on the episodes so there's that's capunderstands.com and then we've got the twitter which is at capunderstands which is what ross beautifully manages don't you you mad old thing you i wouldn't say beautifully but look we've gotten great interaction from people <laughs> lots of polls going up and there will be much more polls going up about this week and video game character fights and see what you think so thank mm. you for listening everybody Things in the world are messed up, but stay positive, stay together, and law work out. So all that is left to say here is that I have been Ross. Ah, and I've been Rob. And this has been I Understood That Reference. Stay safe, and thanks so much for listening. 
Thanks, guys. Top 50 podcasts ever. Not specifically June. <laughs> it's an important detail. 